You ready? Oh, yeah, let's go. All right, three, two, one. Sports brought to that anchor. Anchor hit your voice after that was Sunday best, which if anyone hasn't, uh, you can usually hear it on Sunday NFL countdown. Great show, by the way. Shout out to uh, and- Aaron Andrews and the crew. Um, Samantha Ponder, I mean, in the crew with Rex Ryan, Hasselback, and all the rest. Back on this college football recap is my friend Corey. Welcome back, Corey. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Um, lots to discuss, a lot of uh, eventful games last night, um, and looking forward to a great discussion today. Yeah. So, by the way, we, we got to start off. I actually fell asleep pretty early, but luckily I woke up knock on wood right when the game went to overtime. That was Notre Dame four hosting one Clemson. Um, as anyone hasn't heard yet, I said it on Twitter. A lot of people agree with me. It's the biggest win since Brian Kelly has been at Notre Dame. Their biggest win ever in the probably the past decade. Uh, obviously, they did lose the 2012 championship to Bama, which was really not even a contest, to be quite honest. Look up those highlights because Bama dominated. First time they beat in a number one AP poll team since 1993. That was Florida State, which happened in Notre Dame uh, at that stadium in South Bend. So, I mean, there's a lot to say, but what are your thoughts first, obviously? Yeah, definitely a monumental win for the program. Um, Brian Kelly seemed to have... Um, I know we've been talking weeks um, in you know past uh, not just you know this year but even year before about Brian Kelly's status in Notre Dame, but I think you know the win last night really helped some plants in his stay at the at the university, um, and it was a, it was a great game. I mean uh, Notre Dame got out to a, a solid start and solid lead up thirteen, but tough though even without Lawrence, um, they're still a resilient team all around both sides of the ball and offensive defense. But I think Notre Dame, um, maybe call luck of the Irish or what, um, they found ways uh, to pull it out at the end. Ian Book pulled out a few magical uh, plays as well. And uh, a great win. Um, crazy to see all the fans rush the field. Yeah. But it was a great atmosphere, um, a solid win, and just they kept through it. Even Clemson took lead, um, 33-26, in the fourth quarter, um, book was composed and uh, they're able to pull it out. A great, great win. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to uh, Brian Kelly, the Notre Dame team. Um, I mean, he said it well in his press conference. It's true. He was like, you know, we got the win, but he said my guys were resilient. They played hard, obviously, with COVID, everything happening. And them being the big underdogs, especially Ian Book. I've said it before, and it's fair. I'm not his biggest fan, but he really won me over in last night's game. He threw that beautiful touchdown pass in overtime. Then he ran the ball in that big play, handed it off to uh, their their running backs who went off the walls. So, um, huge win. I mean, Notre Dame playing their best football since they last went to the championship in 2012. They went undefeated. Um, They could do it this year. And Ian Book could well win the Heisman. Uh, he upped his status. I mean, Notre Dame, you could argue 
they are pretty much done with their season as long as they beat North Carolina, which I think could be another college game day set if the game is at Keenan Memorial Stadium. They play Boston College next to Notre Dame, which should be an easy win. I got them winning by, I think, plus 21 points. UNC actually will be a closer game and probably one of the best ACC matchups this season in terms of quarterbacks, Sam Howe, who had a massive win yesterday, over, three, I think, 300 yards passing. And they finished the season off at Wake Forest. So they can get to, uh, you know, the ACC championship and caught look at the Irish because they are in the ACC this season. And I think it's another compelling reason why they should stay in ACC football, as many are going to argue, because you could have this matchup every year. I mean, this is a big rivalry now. The fans, I'm not going to say too much. COVID, you know, I'm looking at the photo right now. Everyone had, majority of people had their masks on. But you know what? I think people can argue, even when COVID isn't as bad, this is going to happen. You know, fans are going to rush the field. I, I, you know, give them credit. They were out there watching their team, hopefully all being safe, but they did get a huge win. And even if the game was with full fans, they would have brushed the field. So I think probably the school administrators thought, you know what, you know, with this win, they're going to rush the field regardless. Hopefully everyone's going to be safe. Um, and credit to Clemson. They're a great team. Pat Godfrey, who I texted late last night, who is actually in Clemson at a spot watching a game, said, and I agree with him, he said, A, the winning streak is going to end at some point, which we all can argue, that 39-game winning streak and 28-game winning streak, I believe, in the ACC. Um, B, Clemson is still a strong team. And C, it's the best thing that could have happened to them because now they can start fresh and fuel the rest of their season. Um, Dabo Sweeney, he, I would be proud of my team if I was Dabo, and he said it last night. It was a, a thriller. Um, and it was probably one of my Clemson games I've seen in Dabo's entire time there, even though Lawrence did not play. But now Clemson, um, you know, they, they got a rebound for sure. I mean, they're still favorites to win the title in the ACC. They play Florida State next, which should be a massive win. Then they play Pitt, and then they play Virginia Tech. So both of these teams, I mean, could get to the final four. Um, it was great. I mean, hats off to both. It was, it was an exciting game, and it lived up to the college game day hype. Um, so now that we're done with that, what were your – your, your, your favorite other games from the weekend? Yeah, I mean, um, looking at it, um, I love the Florida-Georgia win. Oh, uh, Florida win. great Florida. win. I mean, Georgia got up to a 14 nothing lead. Um, Trash threw a pick six, but he kept his composure. And going to Athens um, and leading his team to victory, by, I mean, they outscored him 44-14 to after down 14 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the road, that says something about this team. I mean, sure, they lost to A&M, but I wouldn't count out Florida as, you know, not a top-four team. I know they may not be quite there yet by the AP poll or any poll that does the rankings today, but I think they're up They're up there with with um, the other teams. Um, maybe on the outside for now, but I think that, I mean, yeah, it, they lost to A&M, but they had a good game against A&M and lost by three points. But looking at this team, how they put it all together on yesterday, I think that was just special. Um, they'll do that. And I'm, I, I was never sold on Georgia, but I still thought they could have played better on, at home against Florida. Um, but didn't, they didn't really do anything special, though. Um, so, I, you know, Georgia's definitely done. Um, and I look for Florida to – 
maybe be a competing team for the SEC championship for Alabama um, if they can win out the rest of their games and uh, coming through to, um, you know, just pro- keep being consistent playing on defense and offense and um, look for them to remain in the in the picture for the top six um, to get in the playoff. Yeah, love your analysis, Corey. That was awesome. I was really happy with Florida. Um, the game was in Jacksonville, but they played as if they were home at the Swamp. Um, you could argue, and I think this is fair, that what Kyle Trask means to Florida this year is what Joey Burrow meant to LSU last season. Mm. I mean, you could argue, actually, that – and I hate to say it to all the LSU fans, but it's true. Okay, Joe Burrow was not the greatest of all time. He's one of the greats, but we can argue not the greatest of all time. It was only one season. Trask set a record for most touchdowns through four games in SEC history with four more touchdowns in four more games. So Kyle Trask, I got him in my Heisman race. Florida, people say, well, they lost AM. I don't care. I'm at number five right now in my AP poll ranking where they, I think they should be. Um, Stenon, you know, I don't like him. <laughs> a lot of people don't like him at Georgia. Good story coming out of community college, but he's not the man for them. They, as they said on uh, college game day, college football live this morning, if Georgia doesn't find a running game with the football, they will not probably win another. They will not win a national championship. They can't rely on the past. I mean, I don't know why they couldn't have started the transfer from USC. Um, that should have been happening by game three at the most. Um, and Kirby Smart, I like the guy, but they have a lot of work to do. Dan Mullen, hats off to him. Look, he's been controversial with the Darth Vader suit in the last game. But, I mean, he jumped up with the fans, and he was like – it was true. He's like, hey, I'm 40, but I got to have fun, and it's true. You got to do what you need to do at the end. So, Florida, I mean, they'll win the SEC East, I think, and they could win the SEC championship. I think that watching that Florida team, they can compete with Bama. Trask and Jones would be a great matchup. You know, Florida plays Arkansas next at home. That's a win. At Vanderbilt, that's definitely a win. Their only tough game could really be versus Kentucky, which we've seen that happen before. And obviously the Tennessee game last year, but they finished their season at LSU. So I think Georgia's playing some, I mean, Florida's playing some great football right now. Georgia, I don't know. Um, Could they make to a decent bowl game? Yes. Will they win a national championship? Hell no. Stenson Bennett was only, he only had 78 yards passing compared to Kyle Trask, who had 470 yards, 74 yards passing. So um, we'll see what happens. Again, it's going to be a tough road for Georgia. I mean, they play Missouri next, then Mississippi State. Then they play South Carolina, which they're at again this year, and they lost at South Carolina last year. So it's going to be tricky. Um, gosh, there are so many good games. A lot of Some shockers, but a lot of good ones to watch in general. Um you know what my game over the weekend was? And, and people are going to be like, well, you chose them to go all the way, but it has to be Maryland, man. You, what about Tua, man? This yeah. guy going to Happy Valley, beating a, a debilitated Penn State team. I mean, he is a phenom, and his brother's got to be proud. But great win. I mean, you upset Maryland, and they were dominant the entire game, and James Franklin for Penn State told the media Penn, Maryland looked great. So I'm excited. Again, Maryland plays Ohio State this weekend. And luckily, it is at College Park. I do have Ohio State winning, to be fair, because I think we can all argue they're the much better team. But don't cut out to a man. Hey, we could see this guy maybe winning a Big Ten title for Maryland. It could happen. Um, because without Michigan playing well, without Penn State, they're really only 
dominant team is Ohio State and maybe Northwestern. But what do you take away from? I know Sean's happy and and, and probably your your dad. But ha- what do you think of the Maryland game? The same thing. Just comments on that. Like, Tualia is just playing. Um, or Tual. I can't pronounce his name. Tualia Tualvela. But um, Tual's younger brother. He's playing phenomenal. I mean, I know the Northwestern game was flat. Maryland was not in sync. Just embarrassing loss to Northwestern. But past two games, especially on the road at Penn State, I mean, Penn State deliberately destroyed destroyed Maryland last year at College Park, Saturday Night Football. Yeah. And then coming to here at Penn State, yes, no fans. But they put it together on the road, win a 16-point win. Um, they're looking pretty sync right now. Um, passing game, game defensively, it's there. And, you know, I, I know Ohio State's, you know, top three favorite, but I wouldn't overlook Maryland. I know, no. like, oh, you know, uh, their top three, you know, Ohio State, they should get a business-type win, but I wouldn't overlook Maryland. Um, a potential game to be a shootout, um, the way that Ohio State's offense is running and then Maryland's offense past two games has been. I could see this game going, you know, to 30, 40 points both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. A lot of points for that, and I don't know. I just don't. I don't think Ohio State should overlook Maryland. But yes, the favorite they should win, but you don't never know. I've seen so many times sports, basketball, football, baseball, overlooking a team can be your worst. You know, it can be a bad, bad thing to do. You know, it can really hurt mm-hmm. you. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this, you know, a serious game, um, Maryland. You know, home home crowd. I mean, if there are fans there, but playing their own home turf, that helps them. And I think it has been a very exciting game on Saturday. I actually great job again. I only have Ohio State winning by three points. Yeah. So it will be a close game. I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields throws an interception because he's going to have to throw in at some point. Uh, I don't know if fans will be allowed there. Uh, if they are, great. I mean, I hate to say, it. I really hate to say, it, but I, I. I wish that college game day wouldn't go to any other game this weekend except for the Maryland game. Yeah. Because I think like they deserve college game day there throughout the record to his brother, college park playing Ohio state. Maybe they will. I mean, to be honest, the game that they're going to probably go to this weekend, which we'll mention later, I don't think deserves to be a college game day, uh, a pick. And we'll, I'll tell you why, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, great game. And then the final game I just want to talk talk about, and oh, this killed me. It killed me. Arizona State uh, leading by 13 points, letting USC win. Now, first of all, for everyone out there, very cool. Shout out to Alexa, my girlfriend. She's amazing. Um, she actually grew up next to uh, this guy, Ryan Porter, who happens to be Jaden Daniels' high school football coach. He's a guru, Ryan Porter. You can follow him at Coach Porter on Instagram. But he trained Jaden Daniels. Um, I like Jaden. If people didn't watch last year, they beat a ranked Herbert Oregon team and Tempe, Arizona, which was crazy. But again, they come in to the Coliseum for a 9 a.m. game, which again was kind of weird to me. I don't know why it was scheduled that early. I think it could have been a little different because both teams are pretty tired. <laughs> but you lose to a USC team, which I think is highly overrated, ranked 20th. And to be quite honest, got lucky in the end. I mean, they had four turnovers against Arizona State, and I think they had four in a row. But 28-27, I mean, tough. I mean, 
Ah, uh, how do you lose that game? Well, Keaton Slovis was a great freshman, and he's going to be a great sophomore. He had 381 yards and two touchdowns. But Jaden Daniels rushed for 111 yards. So they're both going to be Sunday players in the future. They're both sophomores. So it's an exciting Pac-12 rivalry, but I don't know. It's tough. I was really pulling for Arizona State. If anyone was betting out there, I'm sure the money line was close, but we'll see what happens. I mean, Arizona State. The thing which, you know, Corey, true is that in a way, this was the Super Bowl weekend because they only play seven games. So if you're Arizona State, you have to win the rest of your season to even make a big bowl game. And if you're USC, you're going to have to win the rest of the season to make the final four for a Pac-12 team. You can't lose. So Arizona State plays Cal next weekend. Should be an easy win unless, you know, Cal comes back because they did lose to um, Colorado yesterday. And USC plays Arizona next weekend, which they should win. Well, what was your takeaway? It was a wild game. Yeah, I mean, I was like Arizona State should have won this one pretty convincingly. I mean, the onside kick recovery, the, the tip ball touchdown. I mean, that's just like things are just pure luck, in my opinion. I mean, if you have four over three or four turnovers in a game and still win the game, it's either kind of you know kind of fortunate going your way, or just Arizona State should have capitalized on that. But it's tough though. Um, I still think Arizona State should have won, but I don't know right. mental pressure or just somehow couldn't get something that went their way. But uh, and maybe the early game, you know, because West it's West Coast or you know Pacific time zone, put a factor. Right. Um, they're not used to playing there in the morning, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm still not sold on USC. I know they won the game, but I still think there's a lot of teams in the top 25 that are much more better than them. I agree. Uh, Liberty, for example, I think Liberty is a better team than USC, in my opinion. Mm. A phenomenal mm. win against Virginia Tech. I know Virginia Tech kind of self-shot themselves in the foot at the end there, but they kept themselves in the game. I would say Coastal Carolina is made better than USC. Four, three, two, 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 three, um, yeah, I thought maybe Herbert gone, who's gonna take the rain, but uh, Oregon QB, which I can't think of the name right now off the top of my head, but uh, they pulled together. I know their schedule isn't that great, um, but if they if they win their games, take the Pac 12, they'll be in the conversation for the, for the final four, in my opinion. Yeah, I think to be quite frank, if Oregon can at least have one, if they can only have one loss. I think we can have a strong argument that they would be a better team than a than a Big Twelve team, the way that season's happened. I mean, if Oregon goes, if Oregon goes uh, six and one or seven and zero, oh, I would put them in actually over Oklahoma. Well, probably based on Oklahoma's losses. Yeah, Oklahoma has the two losses in a row early on, which kind of killed them. I mean, if I can imagine that one loss to Iowa State, um, which is not that bad of a team, I would say it's pretty good. But they they were up more than double digits in that game though, and in Kansas State they blew it over 21, 20 point lead that game. But Oklahoma's mm-hmm. looked phenomenal past 
you know, past since they lost those two games. But though it's the Oklahoma wins out, they win the Big Twelve. Um, I don't know if it, maybe if Oregon would have one loss, I would like Oklahoma in that fashion. In my opinion, though, I just think Oklahoma, the way they're playing, their offense is getting together like this. Um, I, yeah, they played Kansas yesterday, who's a lot of you know young, a very young team, which hopefully right has a bright future with less miles there. Uh, a lot of attention to the offense, but Oklahoma's Oklahoma. Um, let's say Oklahoma State. Oh, sorry, Oklahoma takes care of business. Oklahoma State wins wins out of the rest of the season, wins Big Twelve championship. I like them over some one loss teams right now. I know it's kind of really hmm. crazy to say, um, but I mean they're not going to be a playoff team. But right, I see them maybe competing for a New Year's Six bowl. They yeah, I agree. Big 12 and maybe some things kind of more top 10 teams gets another loss. Right. Their odds for New Year's Six. Uh, right. But, yeah, it's it's hard. But if Oregon goes undefeated, maybe one loss. But it depends on what, how the loss is, who's the loss to. Um, they could leave them. But if Oregon wins out, undefeated, Pac-12, they're obviously a much better candidate in my opinion. Yeah, and talk about a shocker in the Big Twelve, Texas, who I've kind of I've lost faith with as many people. <laughs> they win their first two games, they lose their next two games, including that Cotton Bowl class against Oklahoma. Then they beat Baylor twenty seven sixteen. They upset Oklahoma State, which pissed me off forty one to thirty four. And then they beat West Virginia seventeen thirteen. They're five and two. If they go eight and two, and win the Big Ten potentially, Big Twelve potentially, that would be huge. I and. Yeah. And 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 Sam Ellinger had a new record yesterday. He he uh, had actually a hundred three hundred twenty three rushing yards, three hundred twenty three rushing yards, yeah. 90, 90 – So sorry, not three hundred twenty three, but he leads the team. Uh, you know, he says over a thousand yards again. I I don't see him as a Sunday player. I think you know he's a good person at heart, of course, and and he's had a few wins, but we'll see. Texas, I mean, they. They're an interesting team, to say the least. But, look, they'll probably beat Kansas because that would really be an upset if they didn't. <laughs> but Iowa State looks good. So, at, at most, they would finish, you know, 7-3. and three. They'll make a decent bowl game. But it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I think Tom Herman is dumb. That's definitely a certainty. One of the best recruits in the nation just declined from Texas. He would have been a quarterback there. And Sam Ellinger, Sam Ellinger is probably going to be maybe a second or third round pick in the NFL draft. So that, they're at a race yeah, start. Yeah, I think he's going to be – he should be a fourth or fifth round, in my opinion. I just don't see – Yeah, I agree. His development – I mean, his, he's a really good college player, but transferring the NFL, it doesn't – I don't know. It, it seems like – I mean, it would be great if he can be a top three-round pick, but I think he's more a four or five. I mean, Jalen Hurts – Surprisingly, was supposed to be a fourth round pick, but he got to be a second round pick for the Eagles, so it's very surprising. Right. Uh, right. right. We'll see how the season unfolds there. Yeah. And then the last game we got to talk about before our picks for the top six is, uh, and I went on Twitter and I got a lot of likes. Thank you, my supporters. I said the final hammer, hammer meaning with an exclamation point, 
Jim Harbaugh can just not do any of this Michigan game. I mean, you lose to Indiana. First one, I think, for Indiana since like 1987 against Michigan. Um, I think he's done. I mean, look, if you're the administration, if you – this is fair to say. You never want to get rid of a coach midseason, right? But if I'm Michigan and I'm that AD, it's the same thing as AD and Austin with Tom Herman. Get rid of him now. Cut the ties. Save your money. Because I can guarantee you, and they're singing on college game day. And I think it is true. He just can't connect with the kids. I mean, he's of a different generation. You know, I would argue, and and you can do research, but, I mean, their defensive coordinator, Don, I forget his last name, is great. I think there's some between him and in the locker room. And uh, you're just never going to beat Wisconsin or, or Ohio State if you don't get rid of Jim Harbaugh. Because what, I mean, take away Jim Harbaugh. If I'm a recruit, I don't want to go to Michigan. Why would I want to go there? Because sure, they've won the most games ever, but they've lost their last four bowl games. They haven't beaten Ohio State in over a decade. You know, who would want to play there? Um, I would much rather go to Ohio State. I like Ryan Day actually even more than than Urban Meyer. I mean, A, I think, you know, the whole, I mean, Urban Meyer, he's a good person at heart, but I think Ryan Day would have handled the situation differently with the whole scandal there. And second of all, he's, groomed you know justin fields and he's just he's a good coach so i think michigan like i said get rid of jim harbaugh now because you know your season is basically over and you're playing wisconsin this weekend heck that game might not even happen because of the situation with covid there so you're looking at a potential bye week and honestly if they have a bye week what's a better time to get rid of jim harbaugh than a bye week yeah i mean everything you said i've been kind of thinking they feel the same way i mean i understand it's at indiana but they got they lost pretty badly though yeah yeah and it was in bloomington i yeah. mean you know we talk about it all the time in college football the best teams usually will win on the road um and, and they, they didn't and it's amazing harbaugh said in a press conference after the game that the team is basically the team is coming closer together or like we're we're close to being a potential, like you're one, two, and three games, you've haven't shown me yet. When Minnesota was great, maybe thought, okay, maybe turn around. Past two games just looked terrible. Yeah. Uh, home against Michigan, you lose that one, and then you come on the road to Indiana, it swamped. I mean, it's just really bad. Yeah. So, if I mean, they should have let him go, but maybe it would be such a big you know, media attention uh, decision. But it, you got to do what's right, though. I mean, it, it, a hard decision sometimes is the right decision. Right. Uh, I agree. So I think, it, again, if Wisconsin, they don't play Wisconsin due to COVID, that's a really good time to reevaluate and really look at the situation uh, with a microscope and not just – Oh, it's, we'll just keep, you know, it's the 2020 season, it's COVID, we're not, it's not a normal season. But think about it, though. You want the future to develop. You want kids to come to your school. They want to go to a program that hasn't had a lack – it's a, really a, a blockbuster season since – I can't remember the last time they had a good season. Me neither. Me neither. I had to say, um, they've been hyping up Ohio State. They've been losing every single time. Like I said, over a decade. I can't remember. I don't know the year was that since they last beat them. Right. And then it just haven't done anything. Michigan has not done anything special. 
Right. Yeah, they go to bowl games, but where's that Michigan brand of football? Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not there. So, yeah, he's got to go. I mean, he'll find something else, but Michigan needs a new new face. Like with a house or Meyer. I mean, I don't know Meyer, but Ryan Day is pulling the troops together. He's pulling the kids together. He's pulling the team together. He's united that team, but Harbaugh has not united Michigan um, to where they can be or where they could be. And I think it's with Tom Hearn in Texas, he's got to they got to pull the plug with with uh, Harbaugh. In my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Excellent job. I think that uh, you know the problem with Michigan, and it's happened for a long time, is the one person they just don't they can't get is a good quarterback, and that's your biggest and and I'll and every and to everyone out there. You know, if you can't believe right now, I'll tell you this. You will never win a Big Ten championship if you do not have a strong quarterback. Yeah. And I think Ohio State has proved it. If you can't tap into the East Coast kids, you know, the West Coast kids, a little bit of the Midwest for recruiting, especially for the quarterback position, then you're going to fight an uphill battle every single year. And I think Jim Harbaugh, to be honest, he was a quarterback. He had an okay career at Michigan. But, you know... I think they go, you know, I mean, there's so many coaches. First of all, don't hire Tom Herman. He already did terrible <laughs> at, a, at a big school. Don't bring him, okay? The best coaches that I would hire as Michigan, if they were even available, would be probably a Scott Frost because it may be just something at Nebraska while he's struggling. Uh, I would hire like a Mac Brown type character. Um, I would hire even, you know who I would hire? And this is a stretch. Hugh Freeze, the guy at Liberty. I mean, he yeah. he he would be a great a great um, coach. And the key is for Michigan, it's the same thing I talked about with Brandon Davis. Shout out to him about Manchester United. Do not bring in an alum. Go outside of the house because that is what's going to solve the issue. Heck, hire an Ohio a former Ohio State coach. You know, heck, if Urban Meyer came out of retirement and wanted to go to Michigan, I would actually say to be quite honest, hire him. I mean. Everybody would want to play for Urban Meyer without, you know, taking out the issues, of course. So, I mean, Michigan, as, a, as with Wisconsin on Winspedia, Michigan in the series, there's only been one tie. They've won 51 times. Wisconsin only has won 16. But Wisconsin won last season. And, again, I'm pulling up Michigan's stats right now. We don't need to – we don't want to talk too long about Michigan. But still, I mean, you look at, you know, ranked teams. Uh, they lost last year at Wisconsin away. Uh, they lost to Florida in 2018 away. I think that was a bowl game. They lost to Ohio State 2018. They lost to Michigan State away 2018. So again, the wins just aren't there. Um, and we'll get well, great, great job on that. We'll we'll talk more Michigan football. We'll see what happens. But I think they need a change. So obviously, now we're going to go to before our top six. We're going to go to our games to look forward to this weekend. Um, it's not a huge weekend for ranked games like this weekend, but that's fair. But some games I would tell people to look out for, meaning uh, if you want to place bets or just to watch. Uh, Ohio State, Maryland, you should watch. Marshall, please watch this guy, Grant Wells. Marshall's undefeated. They're 7-0. and They're playing Middle Tennessee. Um, this is an interesting game as well. Baylor and Texas Tech for the Big 12. Um, TCU and West Virginia. I like the Horn Frogs. Um, and then actually, I think this is one of the most entertaining games of the week. I have an upset of Tulane at home plus three 
over Army, which is six and one right now. They're playing great football, and they'll probably win the Commander in Chief Trophy. They'll beat Navy. If anyone actually doesn't know, it's the first time in over, I think, 80 or 100 years. Uh, that Army-Navy game is going to be at Mikey Stadium in West Point. They're not going to Philadelphia, obviously, because of concerns over fans, which I think is fair. So they'll have a, a cadet-only game on the banks of the Hudson. It's a beautiful stadium. What are your games to look forward to this weekend, Corey? I like the um, – I like, uh, uh, of course, the house State – in Maryland, um, I just think that it's going to be um, it's it's going to be. I'm hope I'm hoping at least that it will be than what people expect it to be. Um, hoping that it's going to be um, you know entertaining, competitive game, um, and um, you know just something that's be interesting to watch. Uh, Indiana, Michigan State, uh, that could be an interesting game. Um, I know Michigan State yeah. did beat Michigan. Um, Indiana having a road game for once. Because um, I believe all their three home game, for games were home, if I'm not mistaken. Let's have- I actually, I, 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 you know, it's going to be crazy to sound, but I, I picked Michigan State. I think they beat Indiana. Wow. I mean, because that'd be huge. Because think about it. Ohio State. And he this one play. And he walks over to the plant. And he says, yeah, but if they, you know, if they play Indiana's the ranked team, current ranked team on schedule, if Indiana is, you know, ranked top 10 ranked team at Ohio State, that can really boost the resume, Ohio State's resume um, for a playoff. Um, and then look at other ones. Yeah, I think USC, Arizona, uh, USC should take care of that one. Um but yeah, I mean, the SEC not made too many exciting games. A and M at Tennessee, I think A and M should win. They look good. Uh, I mean, Calamon five touchdown passes yesterday. Yeah, I think the Tennessee head coach is also kind of under speculation there as to whether his job is going to be safe there. Yeah. But other than that, though, I mean, I don't think Wisconsin, Michigan is going to play. In my opinion. Um, yeah, I agree. There's just some COVID stuff that's going on, but other than that, though, it's not really else. In my opinion, that's really exciting to watch. Um, Notre Dame to take care of business. Um, Coastal Carolina, though, they're playing pretty well. I don't know too much about them, but I'm seeing that they just keep winning games. Um, so mm-hmm. like, they do. I um, I look for them to be able to keep their winning ways going. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, though, there's not too many exciting games. It seems that a lot of the teams that we just watched or, you know, the main top 10 teams are on a bye. Hopefully, well, I guess another game which I doubt will happen, Alabama to LSU. I think mm. um, and I mean, LSU just seems to be a completely different game. But I understand it's on the road, but I think Alabama takes care of business. They avenge last year's defeats. Um, they get their payback and they keep anyways going. Yeah, great job on that. Yeah, some interesting games to watch. Um, you know, actually, I forgot the mat. Uh, so, college game for the first time ever. I love this because it's it's actually good to have not go to a school this week. They're going to be at the Masters live on Saturday. Oh, uh, the golf tournament is happening in Augusta. They're going to be live on the set. It should be one of the most entertaining 
uh, you know, takes we've seen. There are small rumors that Lee Corzo, who has been in isolation just due to staying healthy, may travel to Augusta. <laughs> so it's going to be good. I like that they're going there because, again, it's not really a week where you have a, 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 a compelling school to go to. Um, if now, if Michigan and Wisconsin were both playing and were undefeated, well, of course you would go. But that's just not the case. So now we'll go to our top six uh, teams for the AP roll. I just released mine this morning. I have number one Alabama finally getting to that number one spot after the Clemson loss. Ohio State at two. Notre Dame, they really earned their spot at number three for me. Clemson at four. four now, now, interesting, a lot of people have put four, Cincy at five. I'm not convinced. I think Florida A is the tougher schedule. B, Trask has been a beast. So I have Florida at five. Cincy at six, and then a special shout-out. I have Clemson A&M at seven. I think they've really turned their season around. They won't win the Natty, and uh, but they will get to a big bowl game. And at least Kelly Mond is going out in fashion, as I believe it is his last season there. And that's my top six. What's yours? Yeah, um, I have Alabama one. Um, I actually have Notre Dame leapfrogging Ohio State. Notre Dame going to two. Okay. Um, Ohio State remains at three. Uh, I I don't want to put Clemson at four, but the fact that they didn't have Lawrence, um, I don't think the AP and um, coaches poll would be too harsh on Clemson. So I'm going to put Clemson at four. Um, I don't want to put Cincinnati at five because, like BYU, they haven't really played any good teams. Mostly Cincinnati was beating two baby Army and SMU. But other than that, though, BYU got their first ranked win at Boise State, which they destroyed them. But I don't know. I mean, they're great seasons, but their caliber of teams does not compare to a Florida or an AM. So I'll have um, Florida go to five. Cincinnati remains at six. Um, AM will stay at seven. And then BYU, yeah. But I think, yeah, just recap Alabama won. Notre Dame two, Ohio State three, Clemson four, four to five, and then I will have Cincinnati six just because they're still there. Um, but again, I'm not really blown away by Cincinnati or BYU. I mean, if someone who goes to that school is listening to this right now, I do apologize, but those teams are just not really, for me, are impressing me enough to that. Okay, I can compare them to a Florida or an A and M team. That's my top six. Oh, 
Alder Sutcherson.